kids, and thanks for listening to our Memorial Day weekend. Kirby's Kids Super Special. This Memorial Day weekend, we reflect back on those who died in active military service, and they're remembered. It's traditionally observed on May 30th, which this year does actually correspond to that last Monday in May. Now, as we observe Memorial Day, we are reminded of that ultimate sacrifice. And there was a comic book that came along in the mid-80s by Marvel called The Nam. And the editor for The Nam was veteran Larry Hama and writer and also Vietnam veteran Doug Murray. Larry Hama originally approached Doug Murray in 1984 about doing a Vietnam War series for his black and white magazine, Savage Tales Volume 2. Hama teamed Murray up with artist Michael Golden, and together they created The Fifth of the First, which was very well received. Then Marvel Comics Editor-in-Chief Jim Shooter approached Larry Hama with a mock-up of a comic book cover that was, as Larry Hama remembers, a color copy of the artwork from a G.I. Joe cover, one that showed an infantryman in camo face paint and he was basically peering through dense jungle foliage. A logo had been pasted over that cover. It's called The Nam. And Shooter told Hama to come up with a book to go along with the cover and produce it. Larry Hama suggested that Murray put together a proposal for a regular comic book about the Vietnam War. What was interesting at this time is that there really had not been a realistic depiction of what a soldier's life, someone out in the jungle, out on patrol, had been like in the Vietnam War, particularly even in comics. We had a treasure trove of the recounting of the heroics of the greatest generation of World War II in the war comics that would come out post that war, right there in the 40s and the 50s in the 60s. And of course, we are intimately familiar with Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos which was coming out in the 60s, done by two veterans themselves of World War II, that being infantryman Jack Kirby, who was also a forward observer and a map maker over in Europe fighting the good fight against the Nazis, and Stan Lee. Now, when we're looking at that next generation that would come along and fight in the Vietnam War, there really had not been anything to tell their story, their experience. Well, at the time... Golden, who was the illustrator, was planning to work on Batman for DC Comics, and then Larry Hama pitched him the concept for the comic book The Nam. Golden had grown tired of drawing superheroes, and he was looking to do something different. Being part of that generation, that Vietnam generation, I wanted to do this. Murray was surprised when Jim Shooter greenlit the series and felt that he wanted to try different experiments in different subgenres. Even then, Murray figured it might last, oh, maybe 12 issues. But it sold quite well. And with the first issue actually outselling the X-Men the month it came out. Which is amazing. And this book really pushed the comics code boundaries. The first issue of the NAM had a release date of September 9th, 1986. And a cover date of December 1986. Our writer is Doug Murray. Our penciler is Michael Golden. Our inker is Armando Gill. Our colorist is Michael Golden. Our letterer is Phil Felix. And our editor being veteran Larry Hama. Larry says in the first 
of the Letters series in the back of this, the NAM, titled Incoming. The NAM is the real thing, or at least as close to the real thing as we can get. In a newsstand comic bearing the comics code seal, every action, every firefight is based on fact. That doesn't mean that the 23rd Infantry was in every action we show. It does mean that in February of 1966, a contingent of U.S. infantry met with a mechanized group of Aussie infantry and together they discovered a Viet Cong tunnel system, just as shown in this issue number one. Furthermore, the events in the NAM happen in real time when 30 days pass for the reader, 30 days also pass for the characters in the story. When a full year, 12 issues, have gone by of the NAM, characters introduced in issue number one will all have rotated back to the states, just like the real world. Yes, we had to make compromises. The real language used by soldiers in the field can be quite raw. The most common appellation for a new troop was not greeny. The word itself was printable, but the explanation gets a bit touchy. We all know that General McAuliffe didn't really say nuts to the, the German commander at Bastion. Now, I can't promise that we will show everything, every action that everyone's father or brother ever took part in during the Vietnam War. But I will promise that we will show in basic terms what the war was really like for those who fought in it. Wow. This is quite the introduction and accurately depicts my reading experience of this first issue. I felt the depiction of the camaraderie of the soldiers out in the field was just spot on as it relates to the camaraderie between those brothers in arms, whether you were a soldier, a sailor, a marine, an airman, doesn't matter. There is a bond that is struck between those in uniform, those who are serving, and particularly in a hot zone. There's no doubt about it. Now, the nuances within the experience absolutely do matter because the more peril that you are placed in tends to be the stronger the bond. The more adversity you go through, the more that you are dependent upon your brother or sister to have your six and to really look out for one another. The illustrations in this book were absolutely astounding. It is a true immersion into the experience of being a private first class. When we are introduced to Ed Marks, he is being seen off by his parents at the airport. He is heading to basic training. He arrives there after being well attended to by a flight attendant. He says, oh, you know, just go ahead and grab an apple, wake you up when we're heading into land. And immediately he is met by a Henri drill sergeant there in basic. He goes through everything from uniform issuance to all of his vaccinations. He is put through his paces as far as basic training is concerned. And then he's loaded up on a troop transport and headed over to Vietnam, where he is greeted by a bunch of tracers that are then attached to the transport, where the transport actually catches fire and they quickly upon safely landing, remove all of the incoming brand new soldiers off of this troop transport and try to extinguish the fire. So talk about a welcome to war. Well, that was it. 
He is then met by his assignments sergeant, who he didn't know was supposed to provide him a bribe to give him a preferred assignment. As a result of not being clued into that, and when he is brought to the 423 Mechatitis Infantry, also known as Tropic Lightning, he is then assigned to one of the most less desirable platoons, which is led by Sergeant Polko and his band of misfits. And this is who we will go on first patrol with. In the field, that group, that patrol, that platoon, get ambushed by the Viet Cong in a local village. And after the shooting dies down, our young Ed actually gets physically ill after seeing his first dead body. So we are not mincing anything with regard to the experience here. It is raw. It is an accurate depiction of how a soldier will react to seeing war for the first time. We are not shying away from anything. We're not glorifying anything. This is a really raw and realistic portrayal in a comic book of the war experience over in Vietnam. Then our patrol walks back to base. They accompany an armored column. And these these are Aussies who are over there, an armored column, which falls victim to a booby trap. They are all then attacked by a sniper from a hidden bunker. And that hidden bunker reveals a wider tunnel system. They clear out the tunnel system. And then there is a call into the air cavalry to come in to pick all of them up via helicopter and transport them back to base. Ed finds this entire experience very difficult as he even has issues with flying. We are introduced to his issues with flying in those opening panels when his mother reminds him, hey, do you have your Dramamine? Then, upon their return to base, they are given a little R&R, and they watch the movie Major Dundee. When the rest of the base comes under rocket attack, Ed, feeling very shell-shocked from what he witnessed out in the field, panics. But one of his fellow soldiers, Mike, reassures him that the VC, the Viet Cong, will not hit the movie screen because they like to watch it too. Wow. From the illustrations to the depictions of the camaraderie between this patrol to the indoctrination of one young Ed Marks out into the field, the NAM hits all of the right beats, the accurate depiction and sharing of that soldier experience in Vietnam, the ultimate sacrifices that are witnessed, and I can think of no better comic for this Memorial Day weekend than for you to experience the NOM. Volume 1, Issue 1, First Patrol. They fought the longest war in American history. They fought the longest war in American history. In 1965, Vietnam seemed like just another foreign war, but it wasn't. It was different in many ways, and so were those who did the fighting. In World War II, the average age of the combat soldier was 26. In Vietnam, he was 19. In, 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 in Vietnam, he was 19. In, 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 in Vietnam, he was 19. In, 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 in Vietnam, he was 19.
Psychiatrists call post-traumatic stress disorder. Many vets complain of alienation, rage, or guilt. 